0: hi folks mike here on this episode of mountain and marsh i talk with brad high uh local gettysburgian i guess that's how you say that uh farmer uh cameraman whitetail hunter and uh, we talk a little bit about the stigma of pennsylvania holding small deer and um all kinds of stuff uh, trail cams Uh, We talk growing up on a farm, stuff like that. So hope you guys all enjoy. And uh, thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Ward Business Group, Central Maryland's premier construction management and general contracting company. They are licensed and insured and provide a full range of services and products. Their services include, but are not limited to, lawn and landscape, excavation and land clearing, welding and custom fabrication, and snow removal. They also have products for sale such as sand, stone, mulch, and firewood. Ward Business Group serves Central Maryland and the surrounding areas. Ward Business Group is an affiliate of Invisible Fence Brand of Carroll County and Invisible Fence Brand of Delmarva. Check them out on Facebook, via their website, or you can contact Justin Ward with any inquiries at 410-984-4020. All right, well, I'm here with Brad Hyde. Brad? um a Gettysburg local uh one of the young maybe the only person that's been on the podcast that is like a like a local to Gettysburg Pennsylvania hunter uh so that's cool to have you on we can talk some uh some stigmas and stuff that I've I've always been like interested in um why don't you introduce yourself to everybody
1: yeah it's good to be here um thanks for having me on yep um so yeah like you said um, my name is Bradlin hi um Everybody calls me Brad for short, um, from Gettysburg here. Uh, our family has a dairy farm a couple, a couple minutes away from here. We milk about 270 cows, um, farm a few hundred acres. Um, yeah, just a typical,
0: typical family, farm life or in you know, the typical area. A
1: family dairy farm.
0: <laughs> um, uh, well, I want to talk whitetail I know I want to talk white tail hunting with you, but I know that you hunt everything. And uh, you said you well. I say everything. Have you ever turkey hunted? No, I've never. No, done, really, never, never done that. Okay, you uh, you you had said when we talked before, uh, some that some you had waterfowl hunted waterfowl. a little bit. Just
1: yeah, one one time. One time.
0: So pretty much you're like set on. And if anybody follows your Instagram, they'll see that you are. 95 percent uh it's either a john deere tractor or uh, <laughs> a deer
1: <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it that's that's pretty much my life um yeah i really enjoy whitetail hunting just never really got into the uh, waterfowl or or the turkey hunting or anything um hear guys talk about it sounds sounds fun and everything just always spend my time focusing on white tails um when i'm not farming that is <laughs> But, uh, so yeah. what
0: uh, I guess d- did the farm life kind of bring you to the white, to the white world? Was that when you were growing up? They were there. So that's how it worked out. Like the deer were already there. That's why your family hunted them.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, we, you know, we'd living out in the country or whatever. Yeah. Um, had a strip of woods behind our house, uh, living there. We lived about uh, a mile away, half a mile from the farm, the dairy farm. Um, And yeah, we used to spend all our time as my, me and my brothers. And then later on, my sisters, we'd spend a lot of time out there in the woods, just and you'd see deer and everything. And then eventually it started, uh,
0: started wanting, wanting to hunt. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it seems like now the way either, well, from your Instagram looking in, it seems like that you're you've grown into a little bit more focused on bucks in general and the growth of bucks. That kind of seems like the yeah, way the route really, that you've headed.
1: Yeah. It really fascinates me, especially since I got into photography or whatever, I guess we're going to talk about that a little later, but um, yeah, I like driving around in the evenings, looking for velvet bucks during the summer and stuff like that. And even during the rut, sometimes I'll just go out and if I have time, drive around and take my camera with and right. love trying to see what I can get through the lens.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a, uh, I think around here, we were talking about it before the podcast and, and around here, there's this, there's this like st- stigma that Pennsylvania, that, that Pennsylvania in general is not a large buck state. And there are so many reasons to battle that. There's so many ways to battle that, uh, Beaumar tonic and, you know, East meets yeah, West and, yep, and but up in the mountains and stuff, hunting public land, you know, find these huge giant bucks up in the mountain and stuff. And which small bucks in the mountain, that's a whole nother topic that I, I dive, I've dove into one here before that <laughs> I, I think people just have their heads up their up their rear ends. But I think that, uh, i think that southern pennsylvania especially being so close to maryland and we're in southern central pennsylvania i think it just gets this weird stigma that there aren't that many or really you can't come here and kill a big deer and i i just super beg to differ like i it from what i've seen i'm like this is the same as at least where i grew up in carroll county it's the same like if not better in some areas because there is battlefield here in Gaisburg, but yeah. <laughs> like the, there really is like, it's, it doesn't make sense to me at times. Cause I, I see the same caliber of deer here that I do in, you know, central oh, Maryland. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned Bo Martonic. I've been following him for a couple of years now, listening to his podcast and everything. Learned a lot from him, but, uh, you know, through Instagram and stuff, you see, um, follow different pages from PA posting whitetail bucks that are, have been taken. And I don't think there's any
0: way you can say that there's not big bucks in PA. <laughs> I, I've but. had the argument before about, about Maryland, like people, people telling me you can't kill Ohio sized bucks or, and like, I understand the Midwest connection. I understand that there's it's when it's bitter cold in Iowa in the middle of December, Those deer naturally have to be larger. It's just how evolution worked for those deer. They're they are larger in stature. That's why you kill a two hundred and forty pound, you know, dressed deer in Iowa, and you don't kill. But there have been some. If deer are given time anywhere, they can get big. For sure, and I I think that's a part of that is that's people don't think Maryland's majority are rifle. Well, no, no, Maryland Central and west where i'm used to hunting and grew up hunting and a lot of people grew up hunting is uh that i'm i know they have this idea in their head that you you can't kill big deer here and it's like well we're also a rifle you know county here in carroll county where i grew up where it's like yeah i've i've watched for three years straight on a lease we have in carroll county i've watched hunters in rifle season shoot three and a half year old bucks (laughs) I can't go over there and tell them, Hey, could you please not? Because they just gun hunt. And that's probably the biggest deer they've seen that year, maybe for a couple of years. So when they shoot that deer, I got to, that we may have let go that year. I got to just eat it. Like it is what it is, (laughs) but that happens a lot. That doesn't happen in Southwest Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) It's a different mindset. It's a different mindset. Yeah.
1: There's, uh, um, yeah, it's just a different mindset. It seems like, I know, You hear all the time. Um, well, if you don't shoot that one, your
0: neighbor the neighbor
1: is well That's the biggest one. As (laughs) soon as you shoot that thing, it I mean you're the you're the neighbor.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Me and my buddy Shane talked about that on, on this podcast. But it's it's funny because I've I've heard the the deer don't get that big thing. And and then like I've visibly seen people kill hammers around me and I'm like I've seen the I've seen the pictures. I've seen them in person, and then I think, is it the deer as much as it's just the hunters and the mindset around here? Just like you were saying, if I don't, the neighbor will. I, I've watched it happen so many times the last few years that instead of like making me mad and making me wish I would have shot him, I'm even more in on like, <laughs> I'm not that person because we have let those deer go. And now I've, I've either found them as dead heads in in gutters where I knew if they're in that waterway, they were probably got shot or I watched them get shot and, and probably found and whatever. But it, you know, it's happened so many times the last few years. And now I'm, I've kind of just come to grips with the fact that it's probably, it's not the deer. It's, it's the fact that that's just the way it is. And I'm I'm not going to bash anybody for rifle hunting. I, I think, yeah. I think rifle hunting's fine. I just also think that there's a mindset that comes with rifle hunting and maybe that, maybe that's the stigma, quote unquote, and it's not the deer aren't big, <laughs> that the deer can get big. It's not like the deer choose to not, the deer at three and a half are like, I wish I'd make it to four and a half. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's not, <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm still in the stage where I, I guess I, I don't know, this next year I'm going to be trying to hold out for a more mature buck, but um
0: yeah that deer right I mean, there I, is three and a half and that's the biggest deer thing i've ever killed
1: okay yeah you know, it's, i'm the same i'm in the same exact boat yeah so i i think as as you um go from year to year and get um get better at hunting i think you should try to um it's all part of getting be- being a better hunter i think to yeah. to make them make sure that they're mature or whatever at the same time i don't, i don't really want to bash anybody for taking whatever makes them happy either
0: yeah, I grew right. I grew up as a fill the freezer hunter, so I don't yeah. personally. I have like a a whole family who some of them still do it, and so I still have a connection with. If, first and foremost, if if I if I was hunting the farm that we lease and every doe disappeared, and I and it was the middle of November and I had to get meat in the freezer to feed my family, absolutely I would shoot a spike like <laughs> in a heartbeat. I would shoot a, like. So feeding my family is first and foremost. I'm just yes. lucky enough to have somewhere to hunt with a gr- good population density, where I can we can all kill a few does every year, big mature fat nannies every year, and we can have meat to fill the freezers. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I don't know. I mean, what what in my opinion, the any purpose of doing anything is to get better in the long run. Like yeah. There's many purposes to do things, but one of them being, if I was going to start right now and become a snakehead fisherman, I don't think in two years from now, I would want to still be using a bobber and a worm and cussing that I only caught one today. (laughs) Like I would (laughs) want to progress in time, you know? And I, so I think for everything, I mean, everybody has a different mindset and uh, I'm not going to bash them like you were saying, but for me, it, that's being in nature and being, and just the hunt, and just the strategy game, and just, all of that is like 75% of why I hunt, and like 25% is to see horn, because I enjoy doing, playing the game.
1: Yeah.
0: And so there are hunters who put on an orange suit, and they go out two sits two Saturdays a year in rifle season, and they shoot whatever walks by shoot, to shoot fill the freezer. The ball, yeah. Me and them, we're not going to see eye to eye on that <laughs> because they're like, I don't have the time. I don't, I don't, whatever, yeah. whatever the case uh, may be. So the, yeah. it, it's like an, it's like fighting an uphill battle, trying to tell everybody, but, but I do think that that yeah. you know, that's how I focus is I focus on what's the next step. What can I get better at every year? And then that lead to more opportunities. And, you know you know what I mean it's that's it's the progression like you were just saying it's the progression yeah.
1: yeah yeah and all that being said I this past year I'd, I think my buck was we averaged or guessed him to be about a two and a half year old just really nice average Pennsylvania eight point but I'm also not the guy that's going to say complain about there not being big bucks in PA because I know I, I see them driving around I mean yeah they're they're out there
0: I sh- on the Facebook pages, I have seen like people people on public land spotlighting, and because for anybody who doesn't know it, it is legal. I don't know the full stipulation, but it is legal in some areas at least. I know that because I've seen people post the pictures from from their spotlighting at nighttime. Be like, hey, this is on. They don't they don't call them WMEs up here. I don't think state WMUs WMUs
1: Wildlife Management Unit.
0: Yeah, but they're, they're like, yeah, this is on. Two eighty three, and I'm like, oh yeah. They even put they even put the number down, like <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> they'll just be like hundred and fifty inch deer. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, they got one public land, um, and that kind of brings me to another question. Do you? I noticed one, like on your your Instagram, there's a lot of ag land posted, or something. Yeah. There's a lot of ag land posted, and then but also sometimes you're up in the mountains and stuff, so. um you said like in twenty twenty you hunted on public land. Like is that something that you do every year now since then, or is it something that you kind of shy away from now that you've done it because it's not that easy? <laughs>
1: like it really isn't. <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely not easy. Um actually that was the only year so far that I have uh done public land. Um and the reason for that was um my twenty I shot my twenty twenty buck, Pennsylvania buck, uh on November. 15th 14th or something like that and there's a little story behind that even um see so yeah, i was in the tree stand and i had been seeing these um ads or whatever for the I, I knew about the the tethered tree saddle so i was sitting there in my tree stand and um i decided to order decided to order one we'll hear about maybe 45 minutes later buck comes walking by and <laughs> shot him. So I, I decided I need to, need to use, make use of this thing. So I got my, yeah, had my PA buck tag filled, obviously. And, um, so I decided I'll try, try Maryland. So that's what, that's what took me out to Western Maryland. I started, um, yeah, I went out there for maybe three hunts or something, something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, West Western Pennsylvania. I mean, Maryland's an odd state for public land just because you take Pennsylvania and there's public land everywhere. Yeah. And then you go to Maryland and uh, it's, it's, it's it's very few and far between yeah. it, unless you're out in Western Maryland. There are.
1: Was, yeah. The big national forest out there.
0: What's weird though, like like we hunt in uh, my family hunts in about central West Virginia in the state of Virginia, central all the way to the west at the west virginia border and we hunt in the mountains down there and like there's so much public land it's almost like every piece of land you drive by if it goes uphill into a ridge it's probably public land and so it's crazy cuz down there you you can pretty much like actually go find different bucks and only be a public land hunter and hunt mature bucks on the mountain, like multiple. If you live there, you could, there's millions of acres in George Washington National Forest. There's Jefferson National Forest. So you could go there. You could drive within an hour and a half from your home and probably throughout the spring and summer pinpoint four or five, four and a half plus year old mountain bucks. Wow. And then hunt all of them because everywhere you pinpoint them, you can get to them.
1: Yeah.
0: If you're someone who's hardcore and might run, 30 trail cameras or something, which I know, pe- I follow people who do yeah. from Virginia do that. And uh, it's pretty wild. This guy, James Lambert that I follow on Facebook, uh, just a good old boy from, from Virginia, but the dude's like a super hunter. And these guys find all these big bucks in the mountain and then it's public land everywhere. So they find them, then they can go hunt them. And there's not really any issue when like when and where they can go hunt them. Or if they want to strategize by being five ridges over or they they find another saddle or they find they just go hunt it or they go check it for sign. In Maryland, a lot of the public land being so d- small and few and far between, that it, I've found that it's very hard to, around us in Maryland, like Catoctin area and stuff, to like oh, yeah. pinpoint it's- a white tail buck. Where yeah, I can see that? Yeah, where where it, because his range might be three quarters outside the public land area, right?
1: On private property, right?
0: Yeah, but out in western Maryland, there is some larger chunks. There's a lot of private up in those mountains there too, which is weird. But yeah. just because, like I said, in Virginia, like you look up the mountain, it's probably public land. But in Maryland, it seems like there's large stretches of of private too. But yeah, the the public land game, it's something that I've done my whole life. Um yeah, I hear you talking about it. I enjoy it. I I love public land hunting and it's only because I love being able to like look half mile that way and go, I want to go <laughs> over there or like I look on my on I use Hunt Stand not OneX, okay. but I I might yep. look on Hunt Stand and be like, "All right, um there's a bench right here. I'm going to go check it out." And the coolest thing to me is if I can walk a half mile which I can't do on ag land, go in, in, in head property, go find this bench and then find like a big old buck bed or find a, a big scrape line down or something. And I'm like, huh, I feel accomplished when I get there. Like, wow, like I looked on here and I went and did it when I hunt ag land, which I still enjoy doing. But when I hunt ag land, I'm like, I wish I could go over there on the neighbors because <laughs> I think there's a buck bedded on that point. Like I know exactly I what you're saying. <laughs> so.
1: Yep, that's that's all part of it. It's got 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 them uh, property boundaries that just throw a wrench in the whole system.
0: Yeah, and it almost feels like every time, like on on public land, big tracts of public land. I don't feel bad about pressuring something. Like if I get in there and I'm like. All right, I'm gonna hunt here, and then I see something, but my sense in the area, and I'm like, I don't think, man, my sense here. I can just move over, or I can just move. Yeah. If I do that on my lease too much, then it's like, I I may have blown this now for the <laughs> the year, and now I might as well yeah. stop hunting here. Like,
1: don't have a whole lot of space to play around with. Yes, yeah, compared that's to compared to um, yep, public land, it. like big public pieces or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's that's part of. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched the hunting public or any any of that. Oh, yeah. I get so jealous when I watch it because I'm like, (laughs) that's what I love. I love when I can take an entire area and look on hunt stand and go, all right, um, topographical map tells me I want to try to be here or here. And then I go there and then it looks good or it looks bad and I can move on to the next one, but it looks good. And I'm like all right, like this is, this is exactly what I was thinking. And then I, you know, put my saddle up in a tree and I, this has happened in PA. This happened on actually small tract in PA um, to me a few years ago where we found this weird chunk on hunt stand that was across the Creek. And uh, after, I won't tell anybody where it's at, but I'll, t- I could tell you after we're done, but it was across this Creek and I actually saw DNR there, and I asked them, I said, hey, what's, what's up with this little chunk right here? And I showed them my phone, they're like, no, it's, it's public. But nobody really goes to it because the creek in the wintertime was up to your knees, so you needed waders to get across. Oh, yeah. I, this, is, this was um, the first year I went in was before I had a saddle, and I, this was the reason I bought a saddle. I lugged my climber and my bow with neoprene duck waders, I I walked probably 800 yards out this trail, down to this creek, crossed the creek. It's like roaring. It had snowed a week before. I get up in the tree, and it's late rut. And that I put my tree stand in, and uh, I actually, I left it sitting on the ground at the base of the tree. And then the next day, I think either that evening or the next evening, I got off work early for something or... And I hauled ass out there and I got up in that tree. And within like an hour, there was like a three or four, I couldn't tell year old eight point that came down a little finger right in front of me. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like it worked. Like what I like, I was like, where do I get to unpressured property? And here it was, I found it and then it worked and it was a lot of work, but I found it and it worked. And, And I, we, we never killed a deer out of there, but between myself the biggest buck we saw was that buck, myself and my friend Dylan. And then like I think I saw one that was probably a year younger, a three and a half, I think. Uh, the next day was a Saturday. I hunted there that day, that morning. Went in there super early, saw that buck. I just ended up not being in the right spot, and I didn't realize it until after 102 days. And then um, I, after that, I pulled my stand because I was going to hunt off the ground, and I, I never got back during the rut. But in the rut it was so dense that there were does everywhere and the bucks were running. There was water flying up in the air because it was a marsh and the bucks were running uh water up in the air and the does are I'd see the does take off on a flat and here would come with this three and a half year old eight just dozing behind them And it was it was super <laughs> fun to watch. And uh after that I thought, man, like this is what I gotta do. That's when I ordered the saddle and I was like, Yeah I and I've always liked hunting off the ground because my dad did it when I was a kid. But when I realized I was like, I can like utilize public land like this. And then it meant, it meant more to me to kind of just be out there and doing my own thing and doing the strategy game because I fill the freezer on the farm. But, and yeah. I, I killed that buck right there on that farm. But when it comes to like actually, going out and having an adventure and just enjoying myself it's public land all day like yeah it's it's, so fun
1: yeah it's definitely definitely a lot of fun i learned um in 2020 there i I had a lot of fun going out there i actually i should have started um the night before i killed my 2020 buck that's kind of when that story started i guess um i actually went over to uh, uh state forest over here close by us and um that was the first time I uh, was out on public land hunting or for anything. And I was, I was just walking around, didn't have a stand or that was before the well, the day before I ordered my saddle. Um, and I was walking down the mountain and here come, I heard something off to my left and here comes this probably a two and a half year old, eight point, not nothing bigger, but I was going to, I was going to take him for a public. him mean, he was a good,
0: yeah good especially first if you don't hunt publicly yeah, a lot yeah. good
1: first buck for a public land hunt or whatever and so i drew back and let the arrow fly and i just i saw it go straight over his back oh. <laughs> and he i knew right away what happened here i i got a new bow set up for uh that year and i got the spot hog um adjustable sight, adjustable pin site or whatever yeah. um and I had a set for thirty yards and he was only at fifteen. Oh and, okay. so yeah, it kinda sucked. But um but yeah, so I went went home that night, got up the next morning, and that's when I shot my uh PA twenty twenty buck, um double main beam, non or non I think he was only a I think he was only a two and a half year old, I'm not sure. He was he was a pretty young deer anyway. um yeah that's that's the morning that i ordered my my saddle then and (laughs) so i decided right i yeah i had my uh pa buck tag filled so i went out to decided to go out to maryland i guess i was gonna i was gonna say after having that encounter um the night before in the state forest that's why that's one of the reasons i ordered my saddle because i was planning to go over there yeah go over there again but yeah then i filled my pa buck tags obviously can get can do that right. so i figured the next closest state is maryland
0: it's so. kind, it's kind of rough when you think about like only having one tech ta- like we just talked about how the farmland yeah is is the same if if you go from like carroll county maryland to adams county pennsylvania yep. it's practically the same if Pretty you're looking much, at yeah. farmland but in on what in in one area you can kill i don't even know what the numbers are anymore i know when i was a kid it was it was a lot then too, but it was something like you could kill like between muzzle or rifle bow. You kill like 12 or 16 deer. Like really? and if you had crop damage, you could kill. I think you could kill one or two bucks back then. You could kill one or two bucks per weapon. And then, okay. and then you could kill however many does like three or four. It was nuts. Yeah. But then when I moved to Pennsylvania and it was like, you get one buck, three or more on one side and also if you don't get a doe tag sorry about your luck and i was like <laughs> what do you mean like you got deer everywhere Like, what do you yeah mean? it's it's yeah but it's, anyway yeah uh, so for you like i noticed you were up on the mountain uh doing some shed hunting too on your instagram oh yeah yep and uh i go up there and run those power lines too i found some shit there's a lot of sheds on those power lines for some reason you find but yeah, um, I noticed that too. I, I've got I go up there in my show and uh and look for sheds and yep. I hunt up there a little bit uh turkey hunt up there majority now. I used to deer hunt. But if you were going to like is farmland pretty much it for you like that's that's how that's how you hunt like if you were going to hunt one or the other it would it would be farmland. That's your bread and butter.
1: Uh yeah, probably at this point. Yeah. I um I'm definitely wanting to get in more into public land. Right. But yeah, I guess, I guess if you'd say if I had a choice between farmland or public land from, for starting now, um, to forever, I'd I'd probably pick farmland at this point. But yeah, I definitely want to get in more into public land because, you know, hearing different podcasts and stuff it I've definitely learned a lot. And, um, would like to get put that to practice. It's, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds pretty fun. Really.
0: Have you ever done, done any hunting anywhere else? Like, have you gone out West or gone to the Midwest or you... at this point? No.
1: Um, me and my cousin did put in for an elk tag back in, uh, might've been 2019, 2020. I think it was 2019. We tried, we put in for an elk tag out in Montana, but didn't get, didn't get drawn for the unit. Um, we put in for but yeah i'd like to i'd like like to go out there sometime even the midwest that'd be a lot of fun to go out there um yeah for Iowa, sure yeah it,
0: it would be awesome to go out there but that's yeah. that's another beast. <laughs> yeah that's it's it's like when i when i see rye post pictures of deer and i'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah I, gotta, I i would love as we talked about see. earlier it's 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 mentality thing like People with money don't go out there and buy tracks of whitetail. It's the same reason that duck hunters with money go to Arkansas and buy up tracks of flooded timber that's privately owned because it's cheap, and that's where you kill them. It's the same reason that people go to Iowa, Illinois, and I think that's part of that mentality because those people are, you know, I don't know how many people live there that are from out of state but there are a lot of people who do buy land out that way because they they go there for the mentality for the this is big buck country you know they they go there for that (laughs) so yeah that's that's a big deal you know out out in the midwest um i've never i've never traveled to hunt i don't know if i've ever even talked about it on the podcast but like I've, i've never traveled to hunt um i've never gotten to the only traveling i've ever done is like I might go down to the Eastern shore and hunt a new spot for uh me and my dad did it a couple of years ago for turkeys or like I might, I might go do it for duck hunting, but it's never really far enough away that I can really shake a stick at. Like no, nobody's going to be impressed when I'm like, Oh yeah, I go to Augusta County, <laughs> Virginia and they're like, Oh, you go hunt mountain <laughs> bucks. Like, like I'm not, I'm not going out like antelope hunting or, or pr- pronghorn rather yeah. hunting or like, anything like that i i have always i've had always had an infatuation i love moose meat and i love elk meat um and i've always wanted to go moose hunting but to do it through a guide is just outstanding amount of money like six eight thousand dollars to kill a bull moose so yeah that's not something that i'm not gonna spend that amount of money to kill moose (laughs) but like it's it's something I'd like to do. Um, elk hunting is something that I would really like to do run around the mountains and hunt elk. But that's, that's even become like a thing. Like everybody's doing it now. Everybody yeah. wants to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I want to go hunt. I want to, when I retire, I want to kill a Turkey in every state. That's what every state. That's what I want to do. I want to kill a Turkey. Like that's just my, my thing. I love Turkey hunting. It's the, it is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's my favorite. So, yeah, that's that's what I want to do when I'm retired. Is like I, I want to go kill <laughs> two. I can't. And t- well, I tell you what, I might even be able to plan some vacations after my kids are grown, around that my wife will allow me to hunt <laughs> some turkeys or something. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, there's you know I know guys that hunt hogs. I through the podcast talk to guys that hunt hogs in Texas. It'd be cool to go out to Texas and shoot a bunch of hogs or something.
1: Yeah, we were. Uh, I've actually been down to Texas. We were gonna hunt. We we're down there for a um uh mission project or whatever, uh rebuilding after one of the floods, I think it was. Yeah. But we were gonna go hog hunting one day, but then ended up not, not working out. But that that's definitely something that would looks like fun too. Yeah,
0: there, some of those guys, I mean, it's it's like a it's like a groundhog. So some of those guys will just <laughs> shoot like twenty a night or something. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah no, they, they just ruined tractors and like all the crops and the, uh, the pasture land and the, like, yeah, it's
1: pretty, everything. <laughs> it does look pretty devastating what they, what they do. I've heard, yeah, heard about rooting up in an entire field in one night or whatever. It's,
0: you said you, uh, good, good.
1: Being a farmer, it's, um, would definitely be fun to get down there and help, help, help them guys out with, uh,
0: Yeah, I was was gonna say you you uh, being a farmer, like I, it's a it's a pretty big deal. That's that's a like when he was telling me the the amount of money and the amount of damage uh, when I was talking to Infected Outdoors on the podcast when he was telling me the amount of money, and and I was like, oh my god, like the amount of damage in general is just outstanding. Like it it's wild when he was telling me all that they do. And the problems that they have with hogs is it's crazy. Like, I'm like, it it's almost like if you took a groundhog and you multiplied the numbers around here by 10, and then you also made them all 150 pounds. It's <laughs> <I was> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: But yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy.
0: So um. when you, you had said you had uh, you had gotten a saddle, have you been hunting out of it now?
1: Uh, Actually, yeah, I did hunt out of it one time last year. I think, Uh, so it's not really. I haven't really been um, hunting out of it too much. Twenty twenty was the year I would have hunted out of it most. The year I bought it, I actually only used it maybe three times that year. But yeah, it's um, definitely something to get used to. I um, there on the farm. I have stands set up. I don't. I don't take my saddle in there at the farm, but um yeah, public land is definitely, I think that's definitely the way to go for so you mobile use, hunting.
0: You're using like lock on style or ladder style tree stands on the farm that you use. Yeah. what you use majority of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah I use uh hang on stands. Just yeah. Go to decks and find what they have and see what <laughs> yeah. they have and <laughs> whatever the Get fifty the
0: fifty dollar deal of the day is. <laughs> yeah, I uh I actually just bought a a cheapo stand. I, I'm a, I'm the type of person who, I'll have 15 tree stands on on the farm. And be like, I want to hunt off the ground. I don't want to sit it in one of those stands. I don't know why. I'm always like, I don't like where that's at, or <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about how do you scout. You you guys having a farm. How do you scout in the summer? Is it a lot of, bino time or is it a lot of trail cams or is it a little bit of both or it's probably a little bit of both. I, I'd say it's
1: mostly trail cams. I run a couple, um, they're on the farm. Um, sometimes I'll go out sit in the bean field with my camera and stuff and binoculars and see what I can see. But mostly, um, yeah, I know what I know the bucks on our property because of trail cameras, not because I'm going out there really.
0: Right. Okay
1: but yeah hardly ever don't usually lay eyes on them except for the trail cameras it...
0: yeah cuz you do a lot of camera work which we can get into now a little bit and you you do a lot of the camera work which is that's what attracted me to your Instagram page right off the bat when you know I first started following you was just i i enjoy good camera work and so it's kind of cool to follow somebody like every time you post a picture i know it's going to be a cool picture doesn't matter what it's of and uh it's something i told you before we started the podcast that i i kind of was i knew that that was what i wanted to do at first and then i just realized that with the podcast and social media like it was just too much (laughs) but uh you know with cameras camera work and stuff like i enjoy doing it when i do get to do it and um i think it makes for a great way to capture what's going on, like taking a quality photo, I think captures the essence of what's going on in, in the moment there. And so when you post a picture of a a quality photo that maybe you've edited up a little bit or something, it looks a lot more appealing and it also draws you into what's going on in the picture. And I think you do a good job of that for sure
1: thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's something I really enjoy. always take my camera with me, the hunting and everything. Um, I really always enjoyed photography. Um, I'm not sure when I started trying to film hunts. I'm not sure if I ever really got a good kill on camera yet, but I've been taking the camera to the woods with me, uh, for the past, I don't know, I'd say at least probably 10 years. um, but actually, really, in a, when we applied for that elk tag um, is really when I started getting into it a lot more. That's when I bought a um, decent DSLR camera, um, and I was planning to take that out there to film, film the hunt and everything. Of course, that didn't work out then. But um, yeah, that's kind of when I started getting really into quality photography, I guess, and um, Just started out uh, manual mode, Never, uh, hardly ever ran automatic. Just kind of tried teaching myself, and still a lot to learn, I guess, but kind of got the settings figured out a little bit, I guess, Um, with the ISO and different things like that, shutter speed. What kind of camera do you use? Uh, It's a Canon 80D. Okay.
0: Yeah, I noticed there's like certain followings within the, Cause I follow a bunch of people who take photos and I, this there's like a followings in certain, certain realms of the Canon seems to be a pretty big one.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd say the lens probably is the biggest thing of, um, when you're talking about photography, the lens is what really, um, like quality was. Yeah. That really affects the quality. I have a 70 to 200, um, F 2.8 lens. So I really like that thing. Um, that's yeah your, your
0: photos are are pretty <laughs> clear at a distance
1: <laughs> yeah i have a, um and just last year i got a 2f or a 2x extender for it so i can basically made it a 140 to 400 um f 5.6 then that's so you lose a little bit of light but uh yeah that's what i use taking pictures of deer or whatever
0: yeah so with with your photography stuff do you see that kind of expanding anywhere or are you you going to stay in the hunting realm and try to grow that what you're doing with it, with the photography on the hunting realm or you're just going to keep ticking away or what, what's that?
1: Uh, at this point, I don't really have any plans of monetizing anything really. Um, if you're not going to go my... out to the Midwest and hunt or something, <laughs> <laughs> I might do that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has crossed my mind, obviously is starting a, photography business or whatever but
0: i don't know i just don't at this you don't want to go to people's weddings every Saturday yeah, and take exactly <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i've had i've had the same. i've had the same thought i'm like i wonder if my camera could make me any money. And then i'm like let's say yeah, i'm like it's i'm not spending every Saturday in September so Braxton nope. and Ashley can get married <laughs> I don't care. yeah yeah that's yeah that's the, the, the camera thing though is super cool to me and i think uh I, th- I think that people don't take the time to appreciate what they're seeing. It's the same thing as I think this year, I'm I not think I am this year. I'm going to start like a hunting diary because I, I want to do like, I want to, it's not just for me to keep records, which it is for now. It's absolutely for me to keep records of timing on deer in the rut or certain funnels in the rut or, October, what these deer are doing here in October around these type of food structures or whatever. It's not just that though. It's also, you know, down the road, my kids will be able to pick this up and go, look how cool these, these stories are. These little like tidbits that dad was writing down or whatever, you know, when I'm 80, my grandkids can look at whatever. Exactly. You know, but not just that, but like pictures the same way it's, it's something that if you take the time to make a quality product, then down the road, people, you know, right now and down the road, people are seeing, oh, look look how cool this is. Look what Brad's doing this, you know, this week. Look at look at these deer that he's looking at. Look at these beans he's planting. Look you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> but when you see it, it it's like your eyes visually, you're looking at like almost a story in a picture rather than like me with my iPhone taking a picture of something it's like look there's that yeah <laughs> it's not the same you know like landscape photography it's not the same at all it's it's hard to do from my experience it's hard to do what you do with a a camera because i i don't have the lenses to do any sort of uh real zooming or uh clair, clarity at a distance is not good but anything close i can do a pretty quality photo with at, at a close distance Which is cool because I I like doing that, but um, what you you're doing at long distance? That's not easy for like, like going manual mode and like setting up shutter speed and things. People that don't, which majority of the public don't, photograph would be like, look how cool these these photos are, but not realize how much time and effort you put into, and like knowledge you put into doing what you do.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something uh oh yeah, as far as expanding or whatever. Um I do you probably saw on my Instagram i have some farming pictures and stuff. Uh yeah, a couple back when I started I take my camera with pretty much every single day. Just you know, if we're out in the fields and wherever. Um actually our farm name is uh Hillcrest Dairy. We're on have an Instagram page for that as well. I used to post a bunch on on there kinda of stopped, just got a little tired of it on um trying to keep up with everything or whatever. But yeah, I was focusing more on my personal page now, I guess. But um yeah, I just really enjoy taking my camera with me every single pretty much every single day. I, lately I haven't been now, but um you know, if my brother's out running the spray or whatever, um, we're out chopping corn silage, combining corn or whatever. Um especially at sunset, I really like getting those sunset pictures with the yeah the equipment in the foreground and yeah it's just something I always really
0: enjoy that's one thing that waterfowl hunting when I have my camera offers me fifty percent of the time at least is you can like if you're hunting the bay you can get a real good photo across the bay of a sunrise oh, yeah. or a sunset <laughs> yeah um yeah what i'm gonna ask you this what about Does anybody fly drones for... Do you have a drone?
1: Yeah, I do. I actually have
0: two of them. Okay, so does anybody fly drones as a a secondary company to check crop production? Does anybody fly drones to like... Like if I have a 30-acre cornfield, I don't know what the middle of it looks like. Does anybody do that? Is that a service that people do?
1: I'm not sure if it's... uh if it'll be a service in itself, but there's like agronomist the agronomists would have, um, like our agronomist has, uh, has a drone. He, um, he
0: Oh, uh, okay. So you, some, you, you have somebody that does that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, maybe that's me. something you could do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could do it too. I mean, I, I do it every once in a while, you know, um, you just pull up to the field and throw the drone in the air and see what the crop looks like. You can see different areas, uh, different color or whatever. Corn's a different color, uh, sh- different shade of green, and um, yeah, it's just interesting, interesting to see that kind of stuff. But yeah, as far as I'm not sure if there's anybody that would have a specific business of going around checking crops. But I know different agronomists. Most most of the agronomists would have. What's a dream an to what's do an that. agronomist? So that's like somebody who um, uh,
0: tests advises,
1: Uh, yeah, some of that. Um, advises the farmer on what he should do with his crops. What what the it's like crops needed. Like a science needed. farmer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: Huh. yeah. I, d- I always wondered who the people were showed up where our leases that drive around with that skid with the scanner on it. I never knew. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, they drive around with the, the little Cub Cadet buggy with the yep. They got like a, a plate on the back and they drive around.
1: doing drive some type of mapping or something.
0: Yeah, doing like mapping and and then the one guy said they they have like a weighted test like overall soil quality and things like that. Oh yeah. That was pretty pretty wild, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy what technology how far technology has come in agriculture. As far as yeah. getting your nutrients at the right spot and you can see where each seed
0: is planted individually and that goes right along with all the nowadays the food plotting and everything yeah. else. It's like <laughs> oh, you got you got to go get a soil test and I'm like I'm I remember days where you just planted stuff, and if it didn't grow, you put yeah. some manure on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Whatever, whatever happened to those days?
0: But all right, man. I think we're through the sheet, through the show sheet. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram? That way, you can go see your cool pics.
1: Yeah. So my Instagram handle is uh, Brad High ninety four. There might be a slash in there or something, or a dash or whatever. Whatever they call it. I'll, I'll
0: post it in the description
1: there you go um yeah that's
0: basically where you can find me um, all right thanks for coming out
1: yeah thanks for having me yeah for sure this good is uh, being here
0: yeah it's it's cool learning about uh the camera stuff like i said i've been i've been itching to know a little bit about that so. yeah hey, thanks for having me it's been my this is my first podcast so <laughs> yeah, it's, a- it, so. it's uh podcasting's weird because people some people come in and be like nervous or scared and i'm like you just talk like it's okay
1: (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous coming yeah yeah. everybody says
0: it i'm like nah just talk and then it goes it it goes up but the people listen to it as long as you don't say anything stupid you're fine (laughs) but (laughs) hopefully i didn't say too much stupid stuff here but all right all right everybody it was uh i'm glad you guys listened it was great to have brad today and uh talk to y'all later